Hashtag SAFMBTH. 12 minutes after 5 o'clock in conversation next with Omar Shakir, who is the Israeli-Palestine Director at Human Rights Watch. As the war continues in Gaza, Human Rights Watch is accusing Israel of non-compliance with the ICJ ruling and says the country continues to block um, aid to millions of Palestinians. The organization is also in support of the United Nations report that suggests that the amount of aid reaching the Palestinian territory dropped by 50% in February compared to the previous month. However, Israel has strongly rejected these accusations. So what should happen next and what does Israel need to do to comply with the International Court of Justice? This ruling Omar Shakir now joining us on the line. Omar, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you for having me. What's your observation around what has happened um, with the with uh, the instructions that have come from the Israeli government and also as far as it goes to the action that has been taken in Rafah? The International Court of Justice on January 26 issued a binding order. They called for the Israeli government to prevent genocide and further mass atrocities against Palestinians. And in specific, they called for ensuring that basic services and aid enters Gaza and reaches the people of Gaza. One month later, electricity remains off. Only one of three pipelines of water remains on and at reduced capacity. and Uh, The number of trucks entering Gaza has gone down. Um, It's gone down by, as noted, 50 percent in February. Actually, in the latter half of February, it's gone down by even more, about one third of the trucks as compared to the several weeks before the ICJ ruled. Let's remember that um, 500 trucks were entering Gaza before October 7th, 100 in about 47 uh, in the few weeks before per day. And now we're talking about a trickle. 40, 50 trucks a day entering Gaza. In addition, the trucks are not reaching northern Gaza, where the population that remains there is facing catastrophic starvation. Uh, You have reports from Save the Children warning that, um, you know, people are left to forge of scraps that were eaten by rats and leaves to survive. And, uh, you know, aid convoys have been hit. Israel has a duty as the occupying power to ensure the welfare of the occupied population. They're not complying with this order. States should use all forms of leverage, including embargoes and sanctions, to press Israel to comply with this ruling. And and there's this report uh, from the Associated Press that says that um, Oxfam is also saying that children in uh, the north in recent weeks have died of starvation. Yes, I mean, there are harrowing reports about people that are already dying because of starvation. Let's remember that in most famines around the world, people don't necessarily die directly from starvation. They die because of diseases that are associated with the deteriorating uh, humanitarian situation. We already hear reports of hundreds of thousands of people in Gaza facing diseases as a result of overcrowding, as a result of lack of clean water. Let's remember that virtually no one in Gaza has clean water. And that means when you go for the hospital, and again, there are tens of thousands killed, there are even more injured. Without clean water, it's hard to get good health care. It's hard to uh, provide for sanitation, for everyday consumption. And so beyond the reports of people dying directly of starvation, there have been really harrowing uh, studies done about the, the number of people who will die because of the lack of water, the lack of food, and it could uh, you know, even exceed what we've seen killed. And we've seen scores killed every day by airstrikes. 
This is a humanitarian catastrophe. It is a man-made uh, problem. Israel could flick the switch, could turn on the water, it could allow the amount of trucks to enter, it could allow for the rebuilding of the destroyed infrastructure for people to return to their home, but they're not doing so. And they've said for months that they're depriving people of food, of, of water, of basic necessities as a political tool. They're using starvation as a, as a tool of war. That's a war crime. It must end. What about the um, truce talks that are currently underway in Paris? Do you think that there is something that could come out of that that is tangible, also considering um, that you have President Biden who has said that he's hopeful that a deal will be reached? Look, there are different reports about a deal. Um, and, uh, you know, the reason why um, uh, many have called for a ceasefire is this urgency, right? Hundreds of thousands facing a looming famine, facing catastrophic starvation, the scores of bodies piling up per day. But let's remember, as a matter of international humanitarian law, ceasefire or not, aid must be allowed to reach all people. Hostages should be released. Um, unlawful attacks should cease. So this idea that basic compliance with international humanitarian law should be subject to whether or not there is a political deal or a ceasefire negotiation perverts the law. The law is binding. It's not a deal between fighters. It is a deal with humanity. It's being flagrantly violated uh, by the Israeli government, but also by Palestinian armed groups. And that must end. Um, Biden once again saying um, that Israel has, co has committed that um, there will be no military activities during Ramadan in the Gaza Strip. Um, but there have been previous uh, promises that have been made as well um, that haven't been um, that haven't been adhered to or held up to as well. But what sort of action should be coming then from the United Nations Security Council, if anything at all, to ensure that Israel does actually follow through on the order that has been handed down by ICJ? Look, I mean, it's a binding order. It doesn't need any action from the Security Council, uh, you know, in order for it to be acted upon. So we've called for states to use their leverage. And what must happen right away is an arms embargo on the Israeli government. Countries that are providing weapons risk complicity in the grave abuses that are taking place. Human Rights Watch has been saying this for months. The UN Special Procedures issued a statement around this last week. So there, there must be an arms embargo. There must be a call to um, respect the ICJ ruling, also for support for the international criminal court proceedings. And frankly, states must evaluate all forms of engagement with the Israeli government to ensure non-complicity in these serious crimes. South Africa, I think, has really taken a step um, to push all states to ensure compliance, to um, uphold the rules-based international order. And it's time for action. Yep. Words have failed. Humanity has failed. We need action to prevent further atrocities. What about Hamas? Hamas, absolutely. I mean, let's be clear. What happened on October 7th involved the commission of very grave crimes, deliberate killings of civilians, taking of civilians as hostages. The hostages must be immediately and unconditionally released. They cannot be used as bargaining chips, just as aid cannot be used as bargaining chips. There should be accountability for the serious crimes perpetrated. This is a call on um, all states to hold all actors to the same standard. War crimes should be called out. Perpetrators should be held to account. Weapons should not be provided when there's a risk they'll be used unlawfully. All those calls are consistent and they should be consistently made, whether it's by the, you know, the Israeli government or Hamas. That doesn't mean this is a fight between equals. We're talking about a very powerful occupying government uh, versus others, but abuses have been committed by all parties. And we need to be clear on that and consistent 
and what we call for. Thank you so much for your time. Omar Shakir is the Israel-Palestine Director for Human Rights Watch.